Hello and welcome to episode 335 of the Rollo and Slappy Show. Today is December 12th, 2022. I am Rollo McFlugel and with me is my co-host Slappy Jones. Show notes page for this episode will be mcflugel.com slash 335. So Slappy, um, another week, another just total, total destruction of another team by the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles are scary good right now, man. Yeah, the, the we're, you know, we have to hear every single excuse in the book after they demolished. Oh, the Giants have been not good recently. Well, they certainly weren't good this week either. No, that's it, man. You got to play the teams that are in front of you. Everyone was loving Dallas. Dallas sneaked past Houston this weekend, a 1-10 Well, that's Houston what's funny. Every, everyone talked about when, when the Eagles beat uh, Houston. They were like, ooh, ooh, had a little bit of trouble against the terrible Houston, and, you know. Everyone's going, oh, well, look at that gutsy win by Dallas to, you know, pull pull that one through. Which, a win's a win. Well, here's the deal. The, and this is why the NFL uh, is great, at least in theory. I have my issues with the NFL, sure. But a win is a win. It doesn't matter if you win by a point or 40 points. you got to play the next week. Like, and you win, and that's your goal, and you move on. College football a little different because they have rankings. So there's some subjectivity to it. But in, in pros – a win is a win. You're not a, a good, you know, uh, how many games they play? 17. You're not like a bad 7 or 7 and 10 team or, or a good 7 and 10 team. You're a 7 and 10 team. That's right. it. That's it. Yep. So they break their season down in the quarters. This is our first season. We got to go undefeated in each season. And, you know, and that's it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you beat the Texans by a point and – you beat the uh, Vikings by 100 points. You still have to play next week. And every single team has professional athletes on it. There's no easy games in the NFL. So if you get to this point with one loss, you're not a bad, what are they, 11-1? and one? A bad 11-1 yeah. and one team? You're an 11-1 right. team. 12-1. I don't know what they are. Just so many wins. I just lost track of them. Yeah, just so many wins. But they close to playoff berth, and that's pretty cool. Yeah. So they're, they're in um, – you know, they, they, I'm sure they're not going to at least want to take their foot off the gas pedal. They're going to keep going. Yeah. And uh, prob- probably win the Super Bowl, no problem. So. Oh, yeah. Um, the Flyers continue their march to the Stanley Cup, too. Mm-hmm. It's just a little bit different of a, a path they're taking. Yeah, the they're Eagles. taking a different route than the Eagles. But they, they, work, they have their own way of doing things. And, um, yeah, it's they going, have 82 games, not 17. That's right. So. So take the time a little bit. Right on plan there. But you know, you know what was fun about these? I think like the Eagles broke a team record or something for most points in a three-game stretch or something. They did, I think. I think I saw that and, stat. Uh, the first game when they when they beat up on a – it was a kind of a close score. Uh, but put up a lot of points against Green Bay. They had like 350 rushing yards or something. Yeah, against them. That's They're a like, we're going to stop. It's just a dominating performance. Yeah, Green Bay is like, we're not going to let you pass the ball. I'm like, all right, we'll just run it down your throat, like, uh, and just. And then Tennessee comes in. They're like, all right, we're not going to let you run it. And we're like, fine, we'll just, just dominate. Uh, and the they air. just completely shut down Tennessee on all sides. Same, same with the Giants. Right. I mean, Giants did score a couple points there. But one was on the block punt. Um, they, right. they they started which, with which a short the Eagles field. almost converted on the. <laughs> Yeah, that was a pretty heads up play by the punter and a gutsy play it by the punter. Would have been great if he if he got the first down. Yeah, um, other than like, there's just they just can't do anything wrong. 
Um, but uh, no, and then they come in with the go into New York and just through the air and on the ground. <laughs> Just do it both. And Hertz looks really good. That touchdown pass he threw to Devontae, Devontae Smith. Oh, mm-hmm. man, on the money between two defenders. How Smith that- – why the why the safety didn't play the man? He tried to – I don't know. He tried to intercept that ball and misplayed it. Had he hit Smith, there's no chance he holds on to that ball. I mean, it was – Oh, no, he just had to pop him, really. I mean – But uh, great yeah, catch. Yeah, that. That happened a few weeks ago. Maybe it was the Green Bay game too. There was a pass, kind of deep down the sideline. This I forget it was a safety. So defensive back was there, and he just like perched up and just sat there waiting for the ball. And the receiver just kind of kept go running his route and man. caught it and went. Yeah, go get it's like, it. What, you, what happened there? Misplayed the ball or something, or didn't see it right, or I don't know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, hurts, hurts. I mean, I'm a couple of years last year, I was saying hurts was not the was not the guy. Um. I mean, it's it's one year, but he's. I mean, I mean, you know, he can just. To, Here's to, the thing: what hurts when he was at Alabama and he lost his job to Tua, he never whined about it. Um, right. He did transfer his last year to Oklahoma and had a phenomenal year, his senior year. But he never whined. Like he was always. I'm sure he was upset, but he never showed it to the public. And you knew that's a guy who comes to work and, and works hard and plays hard. And so I always liked Hertz. I liked the draft pick. I was confused with the draft pick because Carson Wentz was supposed to be the future. But yeah. I liked it. I thought they were going to use him as like a Taysom, Taysom Hill kind of guy. Yeah. Throw him in there and he'll be a good guy to have on the team. And he has just improved tremendously each year. Yeah, yeah, it's like I remember it was after the the playoff game they lost to Tampa Bay, where it was like after the game, people were pointing out like how many guys he missed down the like that were just wide open that he missed down the field. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not missing them this year. <laughs> no, I mean AJ Brown's a nice guy to have on that team. He really opens things up. Um, yeah, yeah, he's a he's a fantastic player, but even like. Yeah, the the receivers are getting open, which is obviously a huge deal. But I mean, he's throwing; he's he's accurate enough. The receiver has to get open. The quarterback has to see him, and you need the protection. And uh, you know, how many yards did Miles Sanders run for this week? I mean, he was all over the field, hundred forty or something. Yeah, great game. But uh, there was a play. It was a third down. It was on the first drive or something. It was like a third and six or something that um, Smith ran and out. A quick out and he just he was well covered and he just put it only where smith could catch it and there's been there's been a couple throws like that over the season where he's made just perfect throws that sometimes sometimes the receiver doesn't hold on to the ball but it's just there's only one place he can put it where only his receiver is going to be able to catch it. Otherwise, it's going to be intercepted or broken up, and he puts it there. Yeah, uh, and he's and he's not throwing interceptions really. No, he hasn't turned the ball over very much at all this year. So, and it's not like he's not pushing the ball down the field or something like. Yep. I remember McNabb was a guy who didn't throw many interceptions, but he never never took chances either. Right, right. 
Whereas like Brett Favre, you know, has had eight thousand interceptions a year because he was a gunslinger. He's, he's, you know, spraying. He was going to make plays. He was high risk, high reward. Yep. But uh, yeah, I mean, Hertz is looks good. So it's fun. It's fun to watch. It is. I like it. It's it's fun to because man, we suffered through a lot of bad Eagles teams yeah. over the years. Yeah, that Super Bowl. Uh, we also have a recent Super Bowl, so we can't. Ago. I'm not complaining. Yeah, that was nice. Um, that was a fun year, um, mm-hmm. and it was nice because I just kind of always assumed they would never win one in my entire life. Right. Like after going through the McNabb years, where they went to four NFC titles. You yeah, know, you kind of think. You like, just oh, think like, man, here's the teams. Here's now we're going to do, and it never happened. And then they had to rebuild, and it's like, yeah, it's just not happening. <laughs> Yeah, remember, remember, uh, like Vince Young and Mike McMahon. Mm-hmm. Now those were due to injuries and stuff, but uh, you know, Sam, you know, Sam Bradford was our, was the quarterback for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, had a couple of Kevin, Kevin Cobb, Cobb, and uh, yeah, who else? Uh, Nick Foles was the was the starter for a little bit. Yeah, was supposed to be the starter. Um, who else? They've. They've had some pretty. I mean, Vic was Vic was a quarterback, and he was he actually was. Pretty he was good. pretty effective in Philly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there were some. Who else are they? There were some lead years there. Who was there yeah. before Carson Wentz? Was that Mike Vick? It might have been. Uh, let's hold on. Eagles starting. Quarterbacks by year. Yeah, I don't remember. There's going to be some. All right, 1933, Red Kirkman. Oh, Kirkman. Yeah, the Kirkman years were <laughs> which were solid. Okay, so from 2000, 1999 to uh, 2009, you had Donovan McNabb. Then the next year after that, it was. Uh, Kevin Cobb started five games, and then Michael Vick started 11. Um, I didn't realize Kevin Cobb only had one year like that. Because he um, signed a contract with uh, Arizona, I think. Pretty big one. Right. That's right. So he must have done something that year. He got hurt. He must have got hurt, and then Vick came in. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's that one year. 2005, McNabb, nine games. Mike McMahon, seven. Yeah. And then the next year, that's when they got Jeff Garcia. And McNabb got hurt again, and Garcia played well. Okay, so then uh, 2011, Michael Vick for 13 games. Vince Young for three. That was extremely painful, those three games. Um, and then the next two years, it was Vick and Foles splitting the time. Um, and then 2014, Nick Foles started eight games. And then Sanchez... That's right. Sanchez, Sanchez started eight games. The butt fumble. 20, 2015, we had Sam Bradford started 14 games and Sanchez too. Which I love and Sam then, Bradford. I like him because he was the last guy to cash in on the draft, and he really did. He's set for life because of that. Yeah. After that, they changed the uh, scale for how much you can pay guys. Did he have – I remember he wasn't uh, – they were seven and nine that year. Yeah, he had injuries. 
Um, and then, yeah, after that was Carson Wentz. Uh, Carson Wentz for uh, four years. Wentzylvania. Actually, no, uh, five years because Wentz started most of the games in 2020. I'm still a Wentz guy. I feel I, – I, I wish he had more success. I was a Wentz guy, but he's a baby, man. He just whines and complains and blames other people. So, yeah. good riddance. Um, yep. He still played, made pl- plenty of money too, so he's probably not starving. The egg prices pr- – he's probably not talking about egg prices like other people are. No, no. So, we'll see. Hopefully we have a uh... – that's actually not as bad as I thought it was. No. There were just a couple of years. It was just. It was well. Fat Andy. Fat Andy um, has to be considered. Maybe I know. I know. There's that guy in New England, but Fat Andy has to be considered one of the best coaches of all time. Oh, even yeah. even though he didn't win in Philly. I mean, he won a lot in Philly, but he didn't win a Super Bowl. To go to another team and just do it again there. That I don't yeah. know. I don't think that's been done. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but he's, I mean, he's been, I mean, he's been in at Kansas City for several years now. A long time. Yeah. Because I remember, what's his name? Um, the other fat guy they hired from Oregon. Um, he was here when Vic, Vic was his quarterback. I coached a game in front of Fat Andy once. Did you? Yes. Did you win? We did. Uh, we played against his son's team. Now, I'm sure Fat Andy was there to see me, but his son coincidentally played for the other team, and I, imp- right. I must have impressed him because we won. Probably. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. All right. So now that we spent 15 minutes talking about the Eagles, which I'm sure everyone's <laughs> loving. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there's there's been some consternation among the uh, among the ranks. Uh oh, what happened? Uh, someone decided to process a deer mm. in the front yard in in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I saw some tweets about that out. I was in the, I was in Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, outside of Pittsburgh, yeah, Greensburg. That's funny. Which, which I've actually been there before. Out in the Midwest. Yeah. Um. So someone someone apparently found this article and asked. So this guy decided to uh, process a deer in his front yard, yeah. and uh, it upset some neighbors apparently. And uh, yes, this is a violation on aggression principle. And um, there's some people that said yes, but also, uh, well, yeah, that's why I, that's what I want to figure out. Even though they don't believe in the non-aggression principle, apparently. Um, Mm. This is why they don't believe in the non-aggression principle, because this violates it, and it shouldn't. Well, yeah, let's talk. So uh, one of the reasons I want to talk about this for this episode, too, is because it it allows us to talk about my favorite article that I have ever written, Um, because it's relevant. And you know what that article is, right, Slappy? Uh, um, was it written by one of the co-hosts of the Rowland Slappy Show? Yes. 
Yeah, I know what article it is. It's probably probably the the biggest hit on the website. Well, no, it's not, but it was one of our early hits, and it got got some attention out. So you got you got to put the hits in in its place in time, and this is a new upstart blog, and this really, you know. Yeah, it was kind of neat. Started yeah, seeing, you know, saw some traffic coming in, getting a bunch of uh, yeah, a lot of shares links. from all different from like non-libertarian sites. Yeah, like wow, we finally forums, made it. People sharing it, like we're we're spreading the libertarianism out there because we now have non-libertarians reading it. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna read this and be like, "Man, we're gonna become libertarians." Yeah, now. we're gonna and, keep reading. And- These guys are great. Let's keep reading them and become libertarians. And we're going to gain momentum and we're going to change the world. And this is how, you know, we achieve our libertarian society because of that, that yes. one blog post. Yeah. So the blog post in question was titled, should I be able to, should I be allowed to stand or wait? Let me look this up. I want to get the title correct. Flugel.com standing front. Should I be allowed to stand on my front lawn naked? <laughs> and it was... I was arguing in the affirmative. Yes. There was an, supposed to be an argument um, ad absurdum. Ad absurdum. But it was taken very serious by certain communities. Right. It's just to be like talking about, all right. Um, like, let's think of something ridiculous that would never happen. Okay. Right, just to prove a point that, like, all right, here's something egregious, insane that someone could do. That's not a that's not a, a property rights violation because he's not encroaching on your property. He's doing everything on his property, um, not violating any of your property rights, but doing something that you know most people aren't going to be very cool with. And so I wrote that, and uh, we started getting all sorts of links from like nudist colonies and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and those sorts lots of lots of discussion about the article in the nudist community. Yeah, and I was like, oh no, this is not what I because I just like it was kind of. Funny. I wasn't paying attention to what I just you know you, you see you get a link from another website and you click it to see like oh what would they say what it's like the nudist forum, right? And I I click it and it's just like and there were comments like this guy gets it. <laughs> but didn't even get far enough to start reading what they were saying. Oh, it was hilarious. It was fun. That was when was that? When did you write that one? November twenty eighth, two thousand twelve. Yeah. Wow, we just passed the ten year anniversary of that one. Yes. Um Yeah, like I I not paying attention or not like registering in my head like what this site was called. I forget what it was, but it was probably something that was fairly indicative of what the site was about mm-hmm. and there's like i just remember seeing hits like, from that website all the time yeah and then <laughs> click it the website loads like whoa back button yeah <laughs> lemon party <laughs> don't go there <laughs> so um yeah we're a big hit among the the nudists it's like no no this is one not no i'm not saying this is okay you're missing the point um but no, it's so like this is. Uh, I, I'm I'm glad it came up because it it just kind of shows we, we've got we've got ammunition uh, to to fire back at people who say that this would be something that you have 
you can use violence to to stop or, or someone doing something on their own property. Um, and, you know, I, I shared this again. Um, I link, linked it out and said, hey, I wrote about this 10 years ago and this is relevant. And so you should read this if you're questioning the libertarian position on on this dude butchering his uh, his deer on the uh, uh, or processing his deer on his front lawn. Um, because, you know, we live in a world where we're not always going to be in agreement with the people around us and people, especially in, in today with today, um, yeah, all sorts of crazy things going on may or may not be property rights violations. And, uh, if someone's not committing violence against you, it's really difficult to justify, um, violence against that that person to, to stop them. Um, and so there's plenty of things that are out there that are unsavory activities that um, we don't agree with. Um, but if you want to be, a, you know, morally consistent um, and say that it's wrong to use or threaten violence against peaceful people when someone's technically being peaceful and, you know, you have to, not use violence as one of your uh, as your options and you have to f- figure out a way to to engage in peaceful uh means to solve your problems uh so that's all the argument or the the article was about was trying to be like all right now it it you know if, especially if you've got like a wife and kids that you don't want to have uh seeing that kind of stuff you know, the answer, well, I would go up and, and punch that guy in the face and, and all this other stuff. It's like, all right, well, maybe that, maybe you might feel like doing that. Although I do feel like that um, the naked guy has an automatic advantage um, over everybody else in a physical altercation. Because do you really want to get close to the guy? Do you really want to touch the naked guy? Yeah, it's always a funny thing with the streakers at the sports games, sporting events. Yeah. Someone's got to go tackle them. <laughs> Do you remember that video that was floating around of a dude that w- uh, like went into like the inner city and stuff and would just like pick fights with random dudes? And, you know, these, you know, the, some of these guys were like buildings. They'd be like, all right, let's go. It was like this, this like scrawny white dude who went into like black neighborhoods and was like picking fights with these huge black dudes, and, and these dudes were just about ready to just absolutely pile drive this guy. And then the guy's wearing this like Velcro jumpsuit, and he just rips it off, and he's just in underwear. I'll tell you that and is the most dangerous game, though. That's it's risky. It's risky, but he rips his clothes off, and the guy's just like on a dime spin around and walk away <laughs> they don't want anything to do with that so and and for good reason um so yeah like if you're if you're one of the people out there that it's like oh i've got a, a, a neighbor who's out there naked all the time i really want to put hands on him <laughs> do you yeah well <laughs> got projectiles i guess Careful, slapping. Oh, throwing um, rocks. Yeah. Throw tomatoes sure. at him. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, what was I? It's, but like, 
the point of what I was trying to say was that there, there's other ways, and, and, and it's basically shunning. Mm-hmm. Um, there are ways to get people to change their behavior um, through the freedom of association. I mean, that's, that's kind of um, one of the big, big things for libertarians is, is property rights and, and freedom to associate. Uh, because if people do things that you don't agree with, then you want to be able to not interact with them. And that's why this, one of the reasons why the state's so evil is because we disagree. I mean, it's not just unsavory what the state does. You know, they just, the whole existence is a violation of, of property rights. Um, but, uh, not that we're always going to fight violently against uh, people who commit property crimes, because it's probably not in our best interest to do that. But we want to be able to like say, hey, you know what? I don't agree. I don't like what you're doing. So I'm not, I don't want to interact with you, do business or otherwise associate with you. So what's really terrible about the state is obviously that they don't allow you to disassociate yourself with them. They force you to be an active member of, of their uh, apparatus. They extract taxes from, you know, they, they extract taxes from you, and they use the, that tax money and that and that and that money and wealth that they extract from you in order to do all sorts of terrible things right. like murder, murder and raping. And and there is no like opt out. Like my taxes just went up for or going up for next year. Well, I can't like do anything about it. I could move, you know. But then just a different taxing authority for her. Well, exactly. But like, you know, I was before we were recording, I was complaining about the price of eggs. Well, I could just not buy eggs, buy something else. Right. But I don't have that, you know, we don't have that option with the, with the taxes. Right. I mean, basically the state is like, all right, well, if you don't like it, then you could just kill yourself. Yeah. Really your only, your only option. option. Um. So that's, and that's not right. Um, you know, that's, that's not a voluntary situation to say like, um, well, if you don't like it, you can leave. It's There's like, always well, why do I have to be the one that leaves? You're the right. one that's You're the one doing violating something. the rights. Like, right. So, um, you know, I laid out a bunch of cases where you could, or, or, or a bunch of options to be like, all right, well. You know, maybe maybe your neighbor owns owns a, a local bar that this guy likes to go to, and so he can he can refuse him entry into the into the bar. Um, or yeah, you know, a guy who owns a grocery store, everything. So you can make it so that it's like kind of inconvenient for this guy to live his life by not being able to, you know, live his life, like go shopping and and do other stuff in the area. He's got to go someplace where. No one knows him now with cars and everything. And, and maybe he works someplace that's, you know, an hour away so he can go shopping out there. Um, maybe it's not that big of a deal. Um, but maybe you can contact, you know, his workplace even and say, hey, man, uh, you know, <laughs> this guy's causing major problems here by doing this thing. And we just kind of want to make you aware of that because we're running out of options to to uh, to solve the problem here. Um you know, I don't like trying to like impoverish someone like that, or you know, you're 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 kind of, um, 
Yeah, that, that that can, you know, there's these nuclear options, if you will, that that um, you hesitate to use because we do we do see the uh, the bad side of this with the cancel culture we have now, is that like, oh, you do something that that people don't approve of, even though the things that you're getting canceled for nowadays are just absurd and just insane. But um, it's like, oh well, then no one can never do business with you. But the purpose here is it's just like, you know, if you re- live in a reasonably healthy society and, and you're doing goofy stuff, um, you know, it's just a way to get you to not do that goofy stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, the purpose of this is like, all right, well, this guy was standing naked in his front lawn. We got him to stop doing that. And it's like, well, now we're going to keep doing it. To- no, like what, that's. The purpose of shunning someone and dissociating with someone for bad behavior is to make them stop. And when they stop doing it, it doesn't mean you have to, you know, totally forget it and, and, oh, yeah, I'll just let you do it right, start again. But, you know, what's, what's the, <laughs> if the next guy comes in, the next neighbor comes in and, and rips his clothes off and he's like, well, they didn't stop shunning him after he gave up. So, gives me no reason to stop either. So, um, I'm trying to skim through this, uh, article, see if, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's the point of it. And, you know, I got some responses on some funny responses on Twitter. I'm going to go, I'm going to go find your Twitter. But, uh, tweets, um, well, someone was very much struggling mm-hmm. to uh, kind of grasp the the little scenario, the hypothetical. It's like, well, what if what if everyone in your town shuns him, and you know, he just goes to the next town to do all the stuff? It's like, well, then there's the town after that, you know, and and like he could just keep going out to different towns and doing stuff. And it's like, well, if he's just getting slightly inconvenienced, then how's that going to stop him? Like. I don't know, get more creative about it. I'm not here to, to like solve everyone's problems for them. I'm just saying, I'm just laying out the boundaries no. of, of what's permissible. If the but guy's yeah. not committing also, it's like crime. All the things you said might not be best, you know, but they're all like ideas. Right. And the other thing is, it's just like talking oh, to the guy. Maybe, maybe the dude's like from one of those you know, tribes somewhere in the, you know, far off jungle where they're just naked all the time and doesn't realize, and he moves here and he doesn't realize, well, Rollo, if we just had strong borders, we wouldn't allow such people into our, our country. So, um, but yeah, maybe, you know, maybe it's that. And it's just like, Hey man, um, you know, where we live here, that's not cool. And he go, ah, oh, man. Okay. I didn't know that. Sorry. No, I know that's it absurd. But. Well, I mean, not for like, you know, but like things like that happen. I mean, I have a bunch of kids. Nobody has said this to me, but I did notice today because they left their bikes outside and, you know, some soccer balls, and whatever. And I'm like, man, and I look around like, none of the other houses have that. If someone knocked on my door and was like, could you tell your kids to clean up your, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry. I know. Yeah. I'll make sure we do that every, you know, whatever. Side point. It's a small thing. But I could see that bothering someone that there's toys on my front lawn. Um, there's ways to handle it, and I would abide by it. 
Yeah, because you want to like get like, along. I, I want to get along with my neighbors. Like we can, you can argue this back and forth with me and say, well, what if the guy does this and then this and then this? And I it's, mean, yeah. What if I said, no, my kids will play on their lawn and leave. The, it's my property and I can leave my toys out there if they want. Like, okay, you can, but then no one's going to really like me. I'm not going to get invited to the next barbecue. Yeah, right. Yeah. Most people want to get along more or less with their neighbors. And so, you know, I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find someone who's just that and, and they exist i mean everyone sure I'm sure has has bad neighbor stories but you know by and large you know, you're gonna try to get along with people that that live around you and you know even if if you do have that one like real nasty neighbor chances are like everybody else is kind of like oh yeah that's that's karen the nasty neighbor um so you know it's not like she's or that person is necessarily going to dictate how you have to live everywhere. She's going to be like a nuisance or something. Um, uh, I forget what I was going to say. Um, I don't know. Did you find my uh, Twitter? Yeah, I got it up here. But, um, <coughs> I was Oh, well, it's like you can, and, and it's like, it's funny because it's, there's some people will just like keep creating these scenarios. Well, what if this happens? What if this, because I remember I was talking to someone about, you know, uh, libertarianism and not having a government. And he's like, well, if you don't have police and, you know, that whole spiel. And he goes, well, and I was given all my arguments for private defense and everything. He says, what, well, what happens if, you know, everyone in your town decides to surround your house and, you know, with guns and then they start shooting at you. And I'm like, well, I guess I die. <laughs> like, what do you want me to say? I, you, Yeah, I die. They kill me. They That's murder it. me. Um, that stinks for I mean, me. But like, dead. <laughs> right. Like you can, you can, you know, come up with any, you know, sort of scenario so that it makes it so that, okay, yeah, a bad thing, you know, you're going to have a bad outcome that's that's not going to be good for you. Um, okay, what does that prove? You, you know, you, you do something, like how many times is, you know, someone's, some just random dude's house gets surrounded because everyone decides they don't like him and then they just start riddling bullets into him and when it's not like Ruby Ridge or something and it's not all the people surrounding you is not government agents. Um which brings me to another objection that someone brought up, and it was like, well... Wait, where are these objections? I don't know. I had a bunch of tweets. Oh. Um, so I'm seeing, but, like, uh, I'm seeing Bird talk about it, and you said, like, check Rothbard. He's going to find it. Someone posted a video to Walter Block that I... I it's a 10-second one, but uh, didn't didn't listen to it, watch it. Um, Some of these might be kind of, like, buried and... Yeah, yeah. I'll just, I'll just listen. But um, yeah, and so I said, like, all right, well, what happened? You want to use violence, but what happens if the uh, if the police chief in your town is is best friends with this naked dude, and he doesn't want to do anything about it? It was well, well, hold on a second. I mean, you know, police corruption and this are two totally different things. It's like, well, hold on, (laughs) like, how come? You're able to come up with all of these, like, you know, far out there, weird scenarios of trying to deal with this problem 
that makes it so that it's just, you know, so far away from reality. But then when I say something like, well, what happens if the police aren't exactly the greatest people in the world? Whoa, hold on. No, we can't, you know, huh. that's just, we can't, we can't deal with two of those problems at the same time. That's just totally absurd. That's ex- that's extraordinary circumstances that the police would be corrupt. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah, that doesn't happen. Yeah. So it's like, well, no. And, and and to this guy's credit, he actually did. I was like, no, it's like it's. Yeah, he's sticking through it. Right. So I give that guy credit, um, even though, you know, I was going back and forth with him and totally disagree. He was trying, at least. Um but I want to take it back to this actual story because there's people like freaking out. And I don't know if we talked about this a few weeks ago. Did we talk about the stolen wheelchair while we were recording? Uh, I remember we talked about it. I don't know if we talked about it while we were recording, though. But, all right. So for people that don't know about this, this is, this is like so stupid. But there's a couple weeks ago, um, this screenshot of someone's tweet came up where it was a woman saying, I can't believe it. Um, my son, who's got a broken leg, um, we came to our car, we had his child-sized wheelchair in it, and the window was broken, and someone stole the wheelchair out of it. Mm-hmm. And there was a reply where this oh, woman said, yeah. like, um, you know, I just hope that this was someone who really... Um, Needed the wheelchair, had a sick kid or something like that. Right. That this person, you know, stole the wheelchair because they had a kid that needed it and they couldn't afford it. And everyone just started piling on and being insane and dumping on this woman. And I'm like, well, all right, maybe it wasn't appropriate (laughs) to say uh, to this woman who's upset about having being robbed of her kid's wheelchair. But like. That by itself isn't terrible a thing to say. It's, you know, how many people if, hey, if the only way you could feed your kid would be to steal a loaf of bread would say, yeah, I'd steal the loaf of bread. I think most people would do that. Um, understanding it, it, that it's still it's still theft. Yeah, like if it, somebody, you know, well, well, go ahead. But the the bigger point of me bringing this up is, because I don't want to get in that debate right now or that conversation, but like... The the screenshot of it highlighted a thing where it was like, I hope that this person need, and everyone's like, oh, oh wow, it's your, I can't believe that you would think that 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 would be a possibility. But if you read all of the words that are there in between that, she's like, you know, oh my goodness, I can't believe this is the world we live in. That something like this would happen, but I hope it's like this. And then it's like, but that's probably not what happened. So like. This is something like that my mom would say that like, oh, you know, I hope that like I could imagine this being the kitchen table with my parents. It's just awful. That story comes up. I hope they just really needed it. And my dad going, oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure this guy really needed the wheelchair and wasn't just being, you know, a total punk, whatever. But it's like. And so I said, like, well, you don't. And everyone's like, oh, it's just insane leftist person and everything and i'm like well i don't know that you can claim that and so i actually like because their username was there and so i looked her up and she's actually like 
a pretty conservative libertarianish person who has written a lot of really good stuff about covid and the covid tyranny and everything mm-hmm. so i was kind of surprised when i saw it i just assumed it would be this woman would be kind of on the left but she was not at all and it was funny i found the actual tweet about her so i hope it's someone that needed it and there were a bunch of people trying to dunk on her and she's like and they're calling her leftist and she's like i don't know why you think i'm a leftist and then there were a few people that actually went in it's like i came here to dunk on you but i actually read everything or I, I read, I looked around your, your feed and you actually seem like a great person. So I followed you. <laughs> so that was kind of nice that some people were able to like go, oh, wow, this is not what I expected and, and I can change my mind about it. But it's just, I bring that up because people just read something and then they make up their mind about all the details in the situation about it, as opposed to just like spending a little bit of time to understand what's actually going on. And it's just red meat for them to be able to say, like, look and see what these terrible people are. Or in the reality is it's just like a nice middle aged woman who, you know, just said She's trying to say like a nice thought, you know, on Twitter, which expected probably no one to see, you know, right. So I bring that up because if you actually read this article, it's on CBS News. I guess it's, yeah, CBS Pittsburgh. Um, It's a short enough article to to read the whole thing. So I want to read it because for the amount of like freaking out that people were doing over a guy who was, you know, cutting open a deer on his front lawn, it just... It doesn't warrant it. It's like it's like straw manning the story, and it's weird. Read the article. Silly, because yeah, like I I think it's. it's, I I I didn't read it. I don't know. I don't know what it says. So I'm kind of curious. Okay, Um, rifle deer hunting season is wrapping up this week, and lots of Pennsylvania hunters came out of the woods with a deer. One man in Greensburg got his buck and decided to butcher it at home in front of a school. This has some of his neighbors upset. Lucas Smith says he bagged his buck earlier this week and it's been hanging from a tree in his front, which is right across from Greensburg Salem Middle School. Sorry, I had to click the read more button. Now what Smith is doing is perfectly legal, but it's got some neighbors questioning where he chose to process and butcher the buck. Some think it's okay, while others think very differently. I got a grandchild just down the street, and I think I would be really upset. I think I would really upset him. Ah, sorry. I got a grandchild just down the street, and I think I would really upset him to see a gutted deer hanging upside down in a front yard, Gene James said. Okay, I stumbled over that because there is a typo in there. The eye? So that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, um, it's not, that's it's not, not because you can't other. read. If right, anyone thinks right. Rollo can't read, he can. No. Uh, Ross uh, Gudati can't write. <laughs> okay. And the editor Continuing. can't. <laughs> my dad and my brothers are hunters, so I have no problem with it, Jody Good said. I feel terrible doing it in front of the school, Smith said. This is where I live. I have no other choice. I have no other trees in my yard. If I did, I'd be doing it there. 
James says he wants to make it clear he's not anti-hunting and likes venison. That was the guy that said he's got the grandkid down the street when I'm saying it. Yeah. Smith said he's been hunting since he was a child, and it's not the first time he's done this. And unless he gets someone or somewhere else to process his deer, he'll do the same thing next year. So a lot of the comments that people were making were like, he should have just done it in his backyard. It's like, well, he doesn't have one. <laughs> like, or he doesn't have anywhere like, to hang it in the backyard anyway. Yeah, just like refusing refusing to give like anyone the benefit of the doubt. You just decide your decide in your mind, just like this woman with the wheelchair thing, this is a terrible, evil person that like had all these other and just decided they just woke up today and decided that they were gonna be terrible. Um you know, and, and there's a there's a video along with the article too, where they actually show like the videos of people interviewing it. Um, and it was just so funny at the end of, end of the video, the reporter's like, and we want to make it clear that Mr. Smith, who said he's worried about his grandkids was very adamant about saying that, uh, he has no problem with hunting and likes to eat, you know, deer himself. So it's just the, you know, the idea of, so when you actually read the article and you see that like, and they only pick two people because that's what they do with the news is they found someone says, I don't care. And, and. Um, the other guy's like, yeah, it bothers me, but like, not really bother. It doesn't really bother me. It doesn't really seem like that big of a deal. Um, I don't know when he was butchering it. Was a school in session? Was it when no, kids were like walking into school? I mean, that for a couple of days. Was it during the weekend? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess the problem was it was hanging out there or something. Yeah. I mean, it's um, got a like, slice down his chest. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I understand. I have no problem with someone saying, I don't like that. And I yeah. don't want that. Wouldn't want that no. in the neighborhood. And that's fine. But like, why not? Here's a, here's a, people want to like, all right, my story of the, uh, the naked dude, you know, watering his hyacinths in the front yard is absurd and there's like no chance that's ever going to happen um but like all right here's a real world example of someone doing something in his front yard that people find not good so like but he's got like reasonable reasons like he doesn't have a backyard he doesn't have any other trees to do it around doesn't have a garage you know you could say you can hang something up to cover it up maybe but like, if you're in that town, you're a neighbor there, and you don't like it because there's kids that might walk by and see it. Why not knock on his door and say, "Hey, man! Like, I got a backyard. Do you want to do it over there?" And you know, maybe this guy says yes, and so yeah, thanks. And that that solves the problem because yeah, clearly, or I, I, yeah, that would solve the problem. And I could I could hear an objection like now I have to have this guy, this guy, this crazy guy who hangs deer in his yard to go in my backyard. Well, okay, but it is an option, and you could help the guy out. He needs a place. Sounds like there's other hunters there, so maybe someone else could help him out. But I mean, you can even say like, you, you know, you, you don't even have to offer an alternative. Just you know, like. This is in front of the school. You got a dead deer hanging with a slice. It's all bloody and like, do you need to do that, man? Like, and I'm sure he'll probably say I have nowhere else to do it. In which case, it's like find another place. But like, like you don't need to. Uh, 
uh, I, I mean, talking is, is a, a way to solve the problem. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, or just like pay for them to go. I don't, I don't know how much it costs to butcher a beer, but like butcher a beer, butcher a deer. Yeah. Or but you- it, it just goes to like, what do you value more? Do you value, um, you know, protecting the kids from seeing a, you know, a deer carcass hanging out and someone off someone's tree, or do you value the, you know, a hundred bucks or I don't know. I have yeah, no idea. hundred bucks or whatever. Yeah. Um, or, or him using your backyard to, to process the deer. Um, you know, if you go and say, no, I would never, I wouldn't do that. And it's like, okay, well then, you know, find like you value, 10 neighbors like to you put show up 10 where you and be like, here you go. Take it to the butcher, dude. Right. You show where your values are at. Yeah. Um, and that's not a criticism of you directly. Like if you value a hundred dollars, more than kids seeing a dead deer, like okay, I don't. Well, I'm not going to bat an eye at that. It's, it's like, kind of funny because um, a real world example is my former neighbor, where in my old house, used to hang deer in his backyard. Which, if you remember my old house, the backyard's kind of open, like you could. There's no fence between our yards, and he would hang his deer back there, and I never thought anything of it. But that's just my values. Like I just never thought like what's he doing why is that dead deer hanging like it never bothered my kids would go over there and you know we had a good relationship with them um so my kids would see the deer would see him work with it but um you know i could have very easily said to him if i was uncomfortable like hey could you not hang dead deer in the backyard i mean it's you know i understand it's your property it's your yards what you do i got i got kids and they're seeing this dead deer and they're having nightmares um, I'm sure he would, or we could work together and figure something out to block it or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like you have a relationship with your neighbor, you can talk to him. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, and, and you don't necessarily have to like put it all on, on one party. Like you're trying, you want to be, like I was saying earlier. Yeah. yeah it's like my kid, I'm the one who has a problem here. You, you're the one who lived here before me too, by the way. And have been hunting here, but my kids really get disturbed by this. Could we do something like, you know, I'll build something or whatever. I'll pay for it. I don't care. Yeah. You know, but I never did have an issue. So it's kind of a. Yeah. And, and I don't know what the, like the local, because there, there were a lot of people in the comments being like, well, I don't know, this is kind of normal for where I grew up. Or yeah. And the, it's probably like something, some local reporter who can't write is the kind of story he gets. <laughs> But even it's funny because like the uh, you know the article wasn't really this wasn't like a bad article and it wasn't bad. like a big neighborhood problem. No, but I'm saying like in, in in the sense that like they didn't make this guy out to be like a monster or yeah, that's what I mean. It's like it's like a non-story. It's like a right. It's just very matter of fact. Like this is what's happening. This is what he said he can do and this is what a couple of the neighbors say and there's okay. probably like i could see a reason why you would put it out there too if it's across from the school <laughs> like maybe kids were talking about it and that's why it kind of got bigger than it probably needed to be but now like all those families can see eh, the guy's not so bad or or whatever they see i don't know right <laughs> but like I, I, I and maybe this isn't like exactly the case for this kind of thing but like when you see someone like 
struggling or they're, you know, something they're doing something goofy and everything. Sometimes it really makes a difference when you act compassionately towards them and you mm-hmm. help them instead of saying, you know, being super critical of them. Like, but I mean, all I'm probably everyone listening to this can think of some time in their life they've handled things by talking. I don't know why we have to pretend this is, uh, you know, the deal where it's like you're done. I mean, does everyone get along with all their neighbors all the time? Nobody ever does anything. Like you live in an apartment building and you don't have a noisy neighbor. Right. Whatever. I mean, we've we've all had neighbors or things happen in the neighborhood at some point in our life. I'm sure. Well, let's, let's say that you, you know, let's say this, this guy will change the story up and this guy has a backyard and everything else, and you say, "Hey, man, can you can you move your move where you're processing that deer? My kids, I don't want my kids seeing." He says, "No." And apparently, in that town, it's totally legal what he's doing, so you can't, you know, use the force of law to get him to do something different. Okay, <laughs> like he's not going to change his behavior, so you have to deal with a dead deer hanging deal, out so. on this guy's lawn. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah, just complain on the internet. <laughs> like you have to do something, um, you know, because you're not always going to get your way with stuff, and sometimes you're not going to win with things, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent. So, like, what are you going to do? You going to go pick a fight with them? You going to beat them up? I mean, that's probably not. I mean, in, in the grand I mean, scheme of things, is that is that is that is that a good outcome? Is that you have a fist fight over it, or you you know? Like I guess that that, is an option, (laughs) but it it probably makes you look worse than him. Right, and what does that do? Like, what's what's the worst thing for your kids? I'm seeing a dead animal, or seeing their father go out and solve a problem problem. by fighting. It's it's just okay. Like you're dealt with a a crappy scenario. There is no perfect outcome. What do you do? You have to do something. And like, I, I, you know, I don't know what the answer is. I don't have kids. I don't have neighbors that, that hang deer carcasses in the front lawn. But um, I don't know. Maybe I tell the kids like, all right, you're just not going to have to look over there for a while or something nasty. Maybe, you know, if it happens consistently, I know every year this guy's going to hang a deer. Maybe I build a fence. Yeah. And, you know, if I decide that I don't want to spend the money to build a fence, then I, you know, I value the money, the resources it would take to build a fence more than I value, you know, my kids freaking out by seeing a deer carcass. It's just, that's, that's what that means. Um, So it's like, I don't know. Again, I'm, I'm not passing. Uh, I'm not making a value judgment with that. Um, yeah, no. Is that, is that like when I was saying that uh, I didn't mind? I mean, that's my values. I don't. I, I can certainly see why people would mind. Yeah, but yeah, it's just that you know, if I think it's just important that if someone's, I mean, we teach little kids this stuff, and little kids kind of get it. That it's like, 
All right. Oh, my brother's... Why'd you hit your brother? He was annoying me. Was he hurting you? Was he touching you? No. Well, then just ignore him. Or just, you know, don't hit him. Like, hitting him is not an option to solve this problem. Um, And then you yell at the other kid for being annoying to his brother. But, you know, like... Why Why do we teach the kids this thing, but then when we're adults, we can just throw all that out the window? Because it's funny. On the internet. <laughs> yeah. That's a, you know, because <laughs> I, I don't think, I mean, I highly doubt these people uh, who, no, I don't know. What did they even say? Because I don't, I don't know. Like, did anyone suggest violence? Um, I don't know. There's a lot of coded, sure, uh, nebulous talk about because I don't think that many stuff. people. I, I and I don't want to say because I, I couldn't find. I mean, I maybe I'm not good at Twitter on my computer. I just couldn't find these tweets that I wanted to see. And um, but yeah, I don't. I yeah, I don't know. I don't think I. I can't imagine. Like, why would you use violence? It's not going to sound. Um, yeah, it does not seem like a good, good, uh, good option. <laughs> no. So, all right, I am talked out on this. I think. Yeah. Uh, uh, we can wrap it up there. Yeah. Any, anything else you needed to to add? I don't think so. This is probably the dumbest topic we ever had. It in a but, long time. Yeah. But 10 years ago, um, I felt the need to... To write this article basically about this situation. Right. And so it actually came up. <laughs> so, and, 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 and apparently some, there's a lot of people out there that don't understand these concepts very well. So it's important to, to go over them. Um, and the other thing is it's like a lot of this like bad behavior that people had that people have um uh you know a lot of this just kind of gets solved as your society gets improved <laughs> so it's kind of like a uh, you know a lot of these problems fix themselves so is for like you know um creating uh um you know, just better communities around us. And we talk about this a lot with, you know, Bitcoin fixing this and everything. Um, yeah, I just think this stuff goes away. So. Or it's it's not even something you're going to have really ever have to worry about. Yeah. A lot of it's just like academic. So. All right. That's all I got. Slap, you got anything else? No, we'll leave it there. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and we will catch you next week. Peace.